Well, praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to our Thursday broadcast. And we're looking forward to getting back into the Word of God again today as we study the Word, see what God is saying to us, and take that Word and minister it to ourselves, meditate on it, and grow thereby so that we can walk in the revelation of God's truth. We're on this series called The Doctrine of Hell. And a lot of is not preached on this. Uh, a lot of preachers don't even want to deal with uh, talking about hell. But we need to understand that this is an important doctrine in the Bible. Jesus preached about it a lot. It is mentioned a lot in the Bible. And so we need to understand because everybody is going to become, uh, everybody that is not born again is going to become very familiar with hell uh, if they die without Jesus. And so we want to warn everybody about hell, why it is here, what his purpose is and who's going there and how do you get there and all of that. And so we've been answering some questions and today God is going to speak to us again as we continue to de delve into this word concerning the doctrine of hell. So let's just get right into it. And today we're going to be talking about how Satan controls people to live in that broad way that leads to destruction. You remember when Jesus was saying, enter ye in, enter ye in at the straight gate for broad is the way and wide is the broad is the uh, way and wide is the gate that leads to destruction and many there be that go in thereat. And so we need to understand that Jesus warned us about going into that broad way, that wide gate, because that is where destruction comes. And hell is a part of the destruction that this is talking about. So let's just get right into the word today. And let's see what God has to say to us today as we're talking about how Satan controls people to live in the broad way that leads to destruction. So Satan does this. And so we're going to see what the word of God says to us as we uh, delve into this truth and see what God is saying. So let's go to the book of Hebrews chapter two, and we're going to look at verses 14 and 15. And what we're going to do in this verse, I'm going to talk to you about, I want to share with you about how Satan has his power and how he controls people. But these verses also deal with how Jesus breaks Satan's power. So we're going to get into some in-depth uh, teaching on this, and I'm looking forward to going into this verse uh, so that we can have this revelation. So in Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, let's see what the Word of God says. It says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death, listen to what it says now, that through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So we find here that the scripture says that Jesus going through death and by going through death, he was able to destroy him that had the power of death. Now notice what it says, him that had the power of death. And then he goes on and begins to show you who it was that had the power of death. And that is the devil. So he makes a declarative statement here, letting you and I know who had the power of death. Satan 
after Adam and Eve sinned against God and transgressed God's law, he received the authority that Adam and Eve had in the earth before they fell. That power, that authority was delivered unto him. Satan even said it in the, in the, in the book of Luke when Jesus had gone on to the 40-day fast, you remember? And he was in the wilderness, and, and the Bible said that Satan took him to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And he said, all this power will I give thee because it has been delivered unto me if thou will bow down and worship me. And so Jesus then rebuked the devil with the word. But the, the, the fact that the, the power had been delivered unto him was true. Adam and Eve gave their authority and power over to Satan. And from that day, from that day, that moment right there, you remember when God told Adam and Eve, the day that you eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt surely die. So as soon as they ate of that true, uh, fruit, they died spiritually and they began to die physically on their way to an eternal death. And so what happened was Satan received that power that Adam and Eve had. And instead of him exercising the power that Adam and Eve, Eve had, that was the power of life, he exercised the power because he was wicked and evil and he exercised the power of death. And so we're going to see as we get into the word today, what happened and how Jesus was able to deliver everyone from that. Now notice this now, because you need to understand this. God said that the day that you eat of the fruit thereof, thou shalt surely die. And then he said, I want you to understand something here because what happened was when Adam and Eve ate of that fruit and disobeyed God, God's spirit left out of their bodies. And therefore when his spirit left out of their bodies, his spirit was the spirit of life. And so now the spirit of eternal life had left out of the bodies of Adam and Eve. And therefore Satan's ability to produce the knowledge of good and evil came inside of Adam and Eve and Satan exercising his authority and what we call that the ability uh, to know, to love and to produce evil. We call that the flesh or the sin nature. The Bible calls it the old man, but whatever it is called, it is that evil sin nature, the propensity to live the carnal life, the life that is debased and, and it is a debauchery life, a life that is anti-God, anti-Christ, anti-Holy Spirit, anti-the word and against everything that God stands for. That's what's inside of each human. Now, the problem came was that because the way God created the earth, everything that uh, produces after its own kind. Since Adam and Eve were now normal people, they were humans, they were no more supernatural, but they were normal people. They were mortal people and they had a sin nature. And therefore when they would produce children, they would pass that evil nature on to the children. And so what happened was every human being from Adam and Eve, after they were created, that came into the earth, they came through the birth canal of the woman and every human being on earth, every person that was born, their birth, they came into the earth and they took on the evil sin nature of their parent. 
it was impossible for any person to be born without being born with an evil and uh, in an evil and corrupt nature. The Bible said I was born in sin and Psalms. I was born in sin and in iniquity did my mother conceive me. And so Satan thought that he had a lock on all of the human race because every human that was born into the earth. And that was the only way you could get into the earth is to be born through a woman. So every human that was born had to come in through the, the, the canal of death and death was passed upon every human being. And so it was impossible for anybody to get out from under Satan's authority. And from the day that Adam and Eve gave up that authority to the devil, up until Jesus was resurrected from the dead, Satan had the power of death. And we're going to get into this now, and we're going to show you exactly how much power he had. But remember what, what the Bible said and what we shared with you uh, in our last message is that hell was created and prepared for the devil and his angels. God prepared hell for the devil and his angels. And because he prepared hell for the devil and his angels, men were not supposed to go there. Women were not supposed to go there. Children were not supposed to go there. It was only prepared for Satan and his angels. But now we need to understand something that since man has transgressed God's law, then any human that refuses to accept God's sacrifice for their sins will be banished into hell and then eventually hell itself and all of the humans that are in it and all of the fallen angels and Satan and the false prophet, they will all be cast into the lake of fire. And so we need to understand that as we get into the word to see what God is doing and how he dealt with us through the birth, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now understand this. And I want you to remember this. Now, every human that is born is born under the uh, control and then the slavery of Satan and Satan deals with us through that evil sin nature. So every, every time that you are, are, are breathing and alive and living, whenever the devil comes to you, he is always coming and he's dealing with you through that ability that you have in you that we all have in us to know evil, to love evil, and then to produce evil. So we have the ability to understand evil, we have the ability to be attracted to evil and to desire evil. And then we also have the ability to produce evil. And so with those three functions of, of, of evil operating in us, then the devil has a, a gold mine and a treasure chest that he can use in order to manipulate and control us. So let's get back into the word now and see what God has to say to us concerning all of this. Now it says for as much then as children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also likewise himself took part of the same. So Jesus took on flesh and blood like we did. He took on flesh and blood so that he could be like us. And then it says that through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death. And then he goes on and shows you who it was that had the power of death. That is the devil. So he makes sure that you know that the one that had the power of death until Jesus was resurrected from the dead was the devil. Here's the other part that you need to understand. And this is the other part that you need to know. Since Jesus has been resurrected from the dead and he has broken Satan's power, 
So that Satan can no longer lord it over people that have accepted Jesus. I want you to understand something. Satan still has the power of death over every human that will not accept Jesus as their Lord and master. You need to understand this, that Jesus has broken and destroyed the power of the devil. And we're going to get into how he did it, but it is only operative in the lives of those who are Christians and who are real true Christians. I'm not talking about carnal Christians. I'm not talking about people that say they're Christians, but they're not. We're talking about real, true believers, those that have really given their lives to the Lord and are committed to God. Then Satan does not have the power of death over them. But everybody else that is not walking in revelation and in a communion and in fellowship with God, Satan still has the power of death over them and can manipulate them and control them. So that is imperative that you understand that. Now let's see how Satan controls people. So now the scripture says, uh, again, in the, in, the, in the B part of, of verse 14, that through death, Jesus might destroy him that had the power of death. All right, now let's talk about, first of all, death. What is death? Because the Bible says that the devil had the power of death. So what is death? Death is the word thanatos, and that word means, watch what that word means now. The word death, it means to die, and it means to die, and it means to have death. It means a natural death. So this word thanatos here, it is a natural death. It is a death where a person, and, and we need to understand and to define what is a natural death. A natural death is when a person's spirit and their soul leave their body. Once the spirit and the soul of a person leaves the body, then that person's body ceases to function on the earth and it begins to decay. And the spirit and the soul of the person, their spirit and soul, if they are not born again, immediately go to hell. If those persons are, are Christians, then their spirit and soul immediately go to heaven. And so you need to understand this as we deal with this. Uh, Satan then had the power of death, and that's natural death. This word, uh, thanatos, though, it is an all-encompassing word when it talks about death. Because not only does it talk about natural death, that's the spirit and the soul separating from the body, but it also talks about, watch this now, spiritual death. Now, what is spiritual death? Spiritual death. It consists of the constant communication with God. And so spiritual death is when a person is separated from God and separated from that life. We need to understand something now. So now we have two forms of death that we're dealing with. There are actually three forms, and I'll deal with the third form in a moment. But the second form of death is called spiritual death. That is when a person does not have Jesus in their life. When a person has not accepted Jesus Christ in their life while they are alive on the earth, that's while their spirit and soul are inside their bodies, but yet they have not accepted Jesus. They are in a state called spiritual death, which is separation from union and fellowship with God. And so they're alive, they're living in their bodies, but they're being manipulated and controlled by their evil sin nature the ability to know evil, to love evil, and to produce evil. That's what they're being controlled by. 
and they do not have the spirit of God in them. So they are separated spiritually from a spiritual relationship with God. And the Bible calls that spiritual death. Now, the, the word thanatos also means eternal death. Now, eternal death, that's the third form of death, and that's the highest form of death. Eternal death is when a person is spiritually dead or separated from God, and while they don't have a relationship with God, they're separated from God, then Satan causes their spirit and soul to leave their body. If your spirit and soul leaves your body and your spirit and soul are not in communion and in relationship and fellowship with God, then you immediately enter into eternal death. Now, eternal death means to be completely and eternally separated from God and then banished to hell and then eventually into the lake of fire. That is eternal death. Eternal death takes place when a spirit and the soul of a human who is not in relationship with God, leaves their body, they immediately go into what we call eternal death. And that is there is no hope for their redemption. There's no more hope for their ability to be brought into relationship with God. They have foiled all of the chances that Jesus gave them while they were on the earth. And now they're in what a state is called eternal death. So now that is, come on and listen to what I'm saying, because I want you to hear what the Holy Ghost is saying tonight. So Satan now has the power of death, all three forms of death. I want you to get this now. Now let's get back to this and, and see something, and then I'm going to talk about what kind of power he has, because this is powerful here. Notice what it says now, that through death, Jesus, he, Jesus, might destroy him that had the power of death. So that word power there, let's take a look and see what that word power is, because we need to understand the word power is the word kratos, and it means strength and might. It means manifested power and dominion. And so it talks about, uh, when we're talking about this word kratos, it talks about the presence and the significance of force and strength. And, and so it shows itself, it's power, it's dominion. It's the ability, watch this, to manifest itself. It is, it's, a, it's ability to manifest its dominion. You and I need to understand something here that this is talking about Satan has the strength and the might to control death. He has the ability to manifest that death because he has the ability through his power to manifest the things that he has dominion over. So can you see what the, the scripture is saying here now? It says that Satan has the power or the dominion and the authority and the ability to manifest all three forms of death in the life of any human that does not have a relationship with God. That is so imperative and it is so important that you understand this fact. Without Jesus, Satan is your Lord. He is your master and he is your dominator and your king. And you need to understand Satan now because, watch this now, because I want to break this down. I want you to see this as God gave it to me. I want you to see this. Now, notice now, 
a person who is without God, with, without a relationship with God, they have within them, and also people that are saved, every person that is born again, whether you are saved or not, you have in you a sin nature, the nature to sin, the propensity to sin, the ability to sin. We got it from Adam and Eve when they transgressed God's law and ate the tree, ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil means the ability to watch this now, to know evil, that is to be familiar with evil, to know about evil, to be in, watch this now, union and communion with evil, not only to know evil, but then to love evil, that means to desire evil and to have your joy in evil and to have your pleasure in evil so that you lust after evil. And then the third point of, of, of that spiritual death and to produce evil. And so within our sin nature, we have the ability and the, the power to manifest and to produce the evil that we know and the evil that we love, we can actually perform it. And so now that is what's in every one of us. And that, that sin nature is powerful. And the way that God had to deal with that sin nature, he, the only way he could break that sin nature's power over your life and mine was that Jesus had to die. And when Jesus died and then was resurrected from the dead, he broke the power that Satan had over all of our lives. Now that sin nature is still in us. And even though you are a Christian and even though you are walking in relationship with God, your sin nature has not lost its power. It has not lost its evil. It has not lost its wickedness. You are still able, even though you are Christian, you're saved, you're sanctified, you're filled with the Holy Ghost on your way to heaven with mighty burning fire and so glad and all of that. And you're doing the things of God. You still have within you the ability to know evil, to love evil and to produce evil. You still have within you the ability to perform evil and to perform wickedness. And so even though you're saved, you still are capable of performing as much wickedness as you did before you got born again. And so you need to understand that. That's why as a Christian, you can't rest on your loyal laurels because you're saved, because you have to constantly keep that sin nature under the authority and power of God. Paul said, I keep under my body and I beat it into subjection. Why? He said, he said, lest while I have preached to others, I myself may become a castaway. Paul had to deal with his flesh. He had to deal with his sin nature. You have to deal with your flesh. You have to deal with your sin nature. If you don't, then your sin nature is going to control you. And I don't care how much you go to church. I don't care how much you speak in tongues. I don't care how much Bible you study. If you don't exercise your authority and power over that sin nature that it's in you, even though you saved and going to church and all of that stuff, you will be a perpetrator of wickedness. You will produce evil, then you will love it and you will manifest it and you will know it. This is what God wants you to understand and see. And so Satan now, watch this now, since we have that nature in us. Now, the difference between Christians and unsafe people is this. 
Christians, because you have accepted Jesus, God has given you the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit has come to live inside of you. He is the power of God. He is the authority of God. The Holy Spirit manifests the God, the fullness of the Godhead bodily inside of us. The Bible said in Colossians that we are complete in him and that the Bible says that in Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And then the Bible says, and Christ is in you, the hope of glory. So since Jesus is now back inside of us through the Holy Ghost, then the fullness of God is resident in us because the power of God, the Holy Spirit is on the inside of us. In Acts chapter 1, 8, the, the scripture says, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So we have that power. We have that authority on the inside of us. And since we do, then we can walk in that ability, walk in that power, walk in that authority, walk in that anointing and exercise dominion over that sin nature. But if you stop exercising the dominion, even if you have the dominion, but if you don't use it, then your sin nature will overtake you. Now, because we have that. So that's the difference between us and an unsaved person. A Christian has the power of God inside of them to break the power of that sin nature over their life every day. An unsaved person does not have the power of God on the inside of them. And therefore, they are slaves to that evil nature. And that evil nature will dominate and control them. And the only thing that can get them delivered is if they accept Jesus as their Lord and master. All right. So that's the difference between Christians and un unsaved people. But now here's what the devil does. The, remember now, the Bible said the devil has the authority and the dominion to manifest his ability to produce death in all three forms in the life of a person. So that means then that the devil has this power, this ability. And so he has the ability to produce natural death. That means he can take your, he can bring upon you so that your spirit and soul will leave your body and you will, as we call, die on the earth. That's natural death. The devil has the power to do that. In other words, he can kill you. You know what the scripture said? Jesus said, the thief cometh not, but for the what? Steal, to kill, and to destroy. So you need to understand the devil has the power to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Now, understand this. Now, watch this now, because this is very powerful, and this is so, so, so true. He also has the power, watch this now, to manifest spiritual death. Now, what spiritual death is, is when a person refuses to receive Jesus as their Lord and their master. You get that? And so while you are living in your body, but you don't accept Jesus, then you are spiritually dead. So the devil has the power to exercise his authority to make you not accept Jesus. Come on and hear what I'm saying. He has the power in him to make you not accept Jesus, and he can manifest that. And he has worked that on all of us. Guess what? He was manifesting that and making you not accept Jesus every day of your life until the day that you allowed the word of God to come into your life and you accepted Jesus. But up until then, 
The devil was preventing you from being born again by attacking you. And I'm going to show you how he was doing it. All right now. So that's that's the spiritual death. So Satan has the ability and the power to produce in you so that you will not give your life to Jesus. Then he also has the power to manifest eternal death. Now, what is eternal death? Well, we know that the devil has the power to separate your spirit and soul from your body. That's natural death. He also has the power to ex, uh, to keep you separated spiritually from a relationship with God. That's spiritual death. Now what the devil does is while he's got you spiritually uh, separated from God, then he can take your life and take your spirit and soul and make it leave your body while you are spiritually not in a relationship with God, which then would release eternal death into your life. This is how the devil works. And you need to understand this. He has people bound up and he exercises his authority and his power over us through operating in his ability to manifest all three forms of thanatos, all three forms of death. So you need to understand if you're unsaved, you have no hope without Jesus because the devil has complete authority and control and he, he can control your life while you're living here on the earth, your desires and your ability to hear from God. And he also has the ability to take you into eternal damnation. This is what the devil does. See, this is why you need to understand. This is why God formed heaven and prepared hell. I'm sorry. He prepared hell before the heavens and the earth were created for the devil and his angels because of the wicked wickedness of Satan. And so he deserves to burn in the lake of fire. And this is the punishment that he has because of all of this excess stuff that he's doing to the people that God never created for and ever, never, ever planned for people to go to hell. He always wanted his humans to be in fellowship with him. So, so, so now notice this now. So Satan has the power to manifest all three forms of death. Now, how does he do that? Well, the way that the devil does that, and this is so interesting here, and we're going to get back to the scripture, but let me share with you. Satan always works on you through your ability to know evil, to love evil, and to produce evil. That is your sin nature. Satan always comes and attacks you in your sin nature. That's the part of you that doesn't have any uh, authority over the devil. That's the part of you. That's the evil part that's in all of us. It's the wicked part that's in all of us. I taught our church years ago. That's that alien. That's that thing that lives inside of us that is not coming out until we get glorified and raptured out of here with Jesus. That's when the Christians will be uh, delivered from that sin nature that's in them right now. Now you're saved and you're born again, but you got two natures living on the inside of you. You got the spirit of God and the nature of God, but then you also got that sin nature called the flesh. You know what the book of Galatians said, that the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. There's a battle going on on the inside of you and where the Holy Ghost is, is dealing with you in your spirit and ministering to you and encouraging you to obey God and follow God, Satan is dealing with you through your sin nature and, and, and telling you and keeping you away from God and telling you to enjoy the pleasures of sin and, and enjoy wickedness. And he, he, he gets you to operate and live the way he wants you to live until he gets finished with you. Then he wants to kill you. 
so that he can keep you dead and keep you out of the re revelation of God. This is what the devil does. So remember now, Satan is going to always come against your flesh, your sin nature, and he's going to watch this. And this is what he uses. And this is what he used against Adam and Eve. And this is what he uses against us today. It is, watch this now, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Those three areas are where the devil comes to manipulate and control you. The lust of your flesh. That's the desires of your flesh. The ability to love evil. The lust of the eyes. That's the ability to see evil or to know evil. And then the pride of life. Come on, somebody. That's the, the ability to produce evil. You understand? So the devil is using those three areas to attack you in your sin nature. And if you don't control that sin nature, the devil will continually use those three areas to continually manipulate you and manifest his power over your life so that you can never get free. And if you're a Christian, he will continue to come against you and manipulate you and make your Christian life one of, of torment and one of torture and one of pain and one of frustration because you as a Christian are failing to exercise the authority that you have in God. And so there are many frustrated Christians who are walking around with the power of God, but they're allowing the devil to use his authority in their sin nature to control their lives. They have all the ammunition and the weapons to keep the devil at bay, but guess what? To keep the devil under their feet, to keep the devil from operating in their lives, but yet they refuse through laziness, through ignorance, or through just wanting to not obey the things of God. And guess what happens? Then they're frustrated because they're a Christian, yet they're not seeing the results of deliverance and freedom and the power and the bliss of God's life in their lives because they refuse to exercise authority over the devil. This is how the devil does. Now let's get back to the scripture and let me show you how does the devil do that? And I'm telling you, it is powerful. It is powerful. Listen to this. Let's go back to the word and look at what it says here. It says, now watch this. It says that through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death. He, you see that? He might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Watch this in verse 15. And this is how the devil operates in your life. And this is how the devil operates in my life and keeps us bound up and keeps us messed up and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. You see that Jesus came to deliver every one of us who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So now how does the devil keep manipulating and controlling us? He does it through the fear of death. Now let me share with you what that is, because this is powerful. This is so powerful. The word fear is the word phobos. Now, you know, the word phobos, it, it sounds like, what does that sound like? Phobia, doesn't uh, in our language. And what that word fear, it means fear and terror. It also means reverence and respect and honor. And so I want you to understand something that this word fear talks about a person who is so 
watch this now, terrified or uh, respecting and honoring something that it actually inspires timidity in them and it, ex and, ex and it inspires astonishment and amazement in them. It causes them to reverence the thing that they fear and, and, and respect it and honor it. It causes them to, to tremble. It causes them to be timid. It causes them to, 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 to back off and to back down. It, it causes them to submit to that thing. Come on somebody and, and hear what I'm saying to you tonight. I'm, I'm trying to help you here. So this fear here, this word fear, it, it, it's really powerful because it inspires that, that fear in a person. And it causes a person to, to tremble and be terrified. And so because, and, and now how can, watch this now, how can the devil get a person so terrified of him? Because he has the power to manifest his evil and his wickedness in the lives of people. And so what happens is the devil, because they don't have any power over Satan or they're not exercising power to Satan, then the devil uses his power to bring uh, all kinds of calamity and, 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 and situations and circumstances and situations into the lives of people. See, one of the things that we talk about when we're talking about fear is that Satan is so, see, he thinks he's your Lord. He thinks he's your God. And because of that, any person that tries to obey God, Satan takes an offense to that because he believes that you are, watch this now, trying to subvert his authority by not being obedient to him. And so he comes at you with retaliation and he comes at you to attack you with fear. Now, notice what the Bible says about fear so that you can understand this. And this is, is, is this powerful revelation here. He says that it is the fear of death. Now, remember, we already talked about death, didn't we? And we talked about how death, it was the word thanatos, and it means all three forms of death. Now, watch this now, because the fear of death. Now, now listen to what I'm saying so you can see this. Not only does the fear of death, now watch this, because you, you need to see this. Now let me, let me break this down to you. Let me make it plain and simple. The fear of death means, the, 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 the topical version of the fear of death means that the devil manipulates and controls people by making them afraid of dying. You know, a natural death. And there are a lot of people that are afraid of natural death. They are terrified of dying. And they will do anything that they can to not die. And I mean, most of us don't want to die. You know, we, we, we really don't want to die. I mean, you know, but we as Christians do have uh, within us the promise that we have a better hope that if we do die, we're going to be with the Lord. But even then, you still don't want to die before your time. And, and then a person that is not born again, many times they are terrified of death. That's the lowest form of, of fear is to fear dying. And a lot of people fear dying. And that's why people, they, they, they change their, 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 their diet and their appetites and they, they, they'll eat uh, all kinds of stuff. They'll get into yoga and transcendental meditation. They'll get into all of this other kind of stuff. They'll go through all of these other different kinds of religions, trying to find a place, trying to find peace, trying to get into some kind of place where they can control their physical body so that they won't have to die or they can extend their life as long as possible. And I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with that as far as 
uh, wanting to live a long life, but the devil then gives them all of these ways of how to extend your life by getting them caught up in these false religions, getting them caught up in this mindfulness and this yoga and getting them caught up in all of these crazy diets that got you doing all of, all of these other different things and got people uh, walking around and halfway killing themselves, trying to exercise and lose a lot of weight and all of that. And I'm, I'm not against losing weight, but I'm sharing with you that people become obsessed with this. And so what the devil does now is people are so terrified of physically dying that the devil then works on their sin nature and he manipulates them in order to get them to obey whatever he tells them to do so that they can have a good life. That's, that's, that's the lowest form. But now when we talk about this term, the fear of death, now watch this now, or the terror of death, you need to understand, remember what death is. Remember what death is. Death is, watch this now, when your spirit and soul separate from your body, that's the lowest form of death. Then the second form of death is spiritual death. That's when you are separated from God. Now, this is where the devil, this is the, the real crux of the fear of death. They fear when you are separated from God, then you fear and you are terrified of the devil. Why are you terrified of the devil when you are, when you don't have a relationship with God? Because you don't have any power against the devil. You see, because you are in spiritual death, then that causes you to fear everything that the devil can do to you. See, there are a lot of people, they don't want to mess with the devil. There are a lot of Christians. Oh, don't mess with the devil. You're going to get the devil mad. Just leave the devil alone. The devil ain't more than you. Then just leave the devil alone. See, that's crazy. The devil is going to attack you. He's going to steal from you, kill, and to destroy. He doesn't care about you leaving him alone or not leaving him alone. If you leave him alone, that means it's going to be easier for him to whoop you upside your head, beat you down, and kill you. And if you do come at him, then you better come at him in the power of God. If you don't, then you're going to be like the seven sons of Sceva that went up against the man that had those demons in his life. And he and, and, and the demon said, spoke out of the man and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? And then at one man jumped on seven men and beat them naked and bloody and bruised and they ran running away from him. You need to understand you can't fight the devil under your own authority and your own power. And so because you are in spiritual death, your status of spiritual death causes you to be terrified of Satan because you have no power over him. Therefore, since you don't have power over him, when he begins to intimidate you, then he gets you to reverence him and honor him because you're thinking if you obey him and you reverence him and you honor him, then he'll, watch this now, he'll ease up off of you and stop putting so much pressure on you. That's called fear of death. It's when you are in a position where you don't have power over death, so then you are terrified of it because there's nothing you can do about it and it is working its havoc on you. Then there is eternal death. Satan has that power of eternal death. And eternal death is when you physically die while you're spiritually separated from God and you burn in the lake of fire. And so here there's a terror of burning in the fires of darkness in the fires of hell and in the lake of fire that manipulates and controls and causes people to be terrified. I want you to understand that because you are in a state of death, 
separated from God, then you will fear Satan and you'll be terrified of Satan. You will honor Satan and worship Satan because you know what he can do to you. And you're so terrified of that, that you'll reverence him and honor him and try to obey him. That's what you'll do. And this is how the devil operates. Now, how does the devil do that? Well, he does that in many ways. And the, and, and watch this now. You, uh, the, the, the word says that I think it's first John chapter three, verse eight, there is no fear in love because perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment. And that word torment means that the devil will torment you. He will bring pressure on you. He will attack you and torment you because he feels that you have usurped or tried to usurp authority over his power over your life by not obeying his laws and his rules. And therefore he becomes offended because you dare think that you can do what I tell you not to do. And then he begins to attack you. Now, how does he attack you? By the lust of your flesh, the lust of your eyes and the pride of life. Many times the devil will send people into your life and people will come into your life and sometimes they will come with a spirit of control. And that spirit of control is that the devil has put that person in your life to gain access over your, uh, your ability to love yourself. And so now, because you have such a weak ability of loving yourself and you're dealing with a spirit of low self-esteem, no self-esteem, rejection and self-rejection, then the devil will put people in your life that will, that you want them to accept you. And since you want them to accept you because you're feeling, because the devil has lied to you, that if that person accepts you, then you can feel good about yourself and you'll be a better person. And so then you begin to listen to that person and obey that person and do whatever that person tells you. And that person begins to manipulate and control you. And you're thinking that you're going to get acceptance from them when they don't respect you. They're manipulating you and controlling you because the devil's using them to do that to you and they keep you under their thumb and they keep you down and they keep you out and they keep you about walking around in terror, in fear, in honoring the devil, in honoring the people that the devil has put in your life. Then there are times when the devil will actually send people to physically attack you or verbally attack you and they will speak against you words of, and, and they will harass you and speak to you and terrify you and speak against you. Or they will try to physically attack you and sometimes try to physically kill you. And when they does that, then that also causes you to have terror. It causes you to have fear. And then it causes you to want to honor and reverence the devil and honor and back off from the devil and try to please the devil. So he doesn't put that kind of pressure on you. Then he also will send attacks to your finances and he will try to make you your finances just keep being so liquid liquid that it just flows out of your hand and flows out of your wallet and flows out of your bank account before you even have chance to spend it it's already gone and so then there is the attacks on your finances their attacks on your character their attacks on your family he'll attack your friends he'll attack your mind he'll attack your physical body he'll send sickness and disease to attack you in your body. And so you're so terrified of the devil of making you sick that you'll obey the devil and do the things that the devil tells you to do, trying to get him not to obey, uh, not to put that on you. You need to understand, see the devil is coming in all of these different kinds of ways. He'll send people in your life to gain access to you 
so that they can manipulate you and control you. He'll get you to marry the wrong kind of person. And so once you marry that person and you're in love with them, then that person, it seems like as soon as they, uh, they say I do, then they take the mask off and behind the mask is a demonic face. And now that person is there to manipulate and control and dominate you. This happens and you need to understand that. And so then people become terrified and they're in relationships where they're terrified. They're in friendships where they're terrified. Somebody befriends you and they're all nice and, and, and lovey-dovey with you until they get your confidence. And then they turn on you and manipulate and control you. You need to understand Satan is using all of these things. It's called the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. He comes to attack you physically. He comes to attack you spiritually. He comes to attack you emotionally. He comes to attack you in your soul. He comes to attack in every area of your life. And if you are not operating in the spirit of God, then you are in spiritual death. And therefore that spiritual death relationship that you are having with God, because you're separated from God will cause you to honor and worship the devil because you're terrified of him because there's nothing you can do about him. This is what God is trying to get you and I to understand and try to get you and I to see. So that's why the Bible says he has come to deliver them who through fear of death, you are so terrified because you are not in a position of power with God because you're in a state of spiritual death that you are all your lifetime. Notice this now, all of your lifetime, we are all in our lifetime. The whole, your whole life, you have been subject to that bondage. That word subject is the word enokos. And it's interesting because it means that you are held in and you're ensnared in something. You're contained in something. Oh, come on, somebody. You're bound up and you're subject or liable to something. And so what the Bible is talking about here, you become subject to the devil. What happens is the devil now holds you in, 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 and he, he holds you in captivity. He ensnares you. He contains you. How does he do? it. He contains you because you are subject to him because of the fear. And so when you are terrified of the devil, then he puts you on lockdown. He puts you on spiritual lockdown. He puts you on emotional lockdown. He puts you on physical lockdown. There are some people that are so terrified by fear that they have become so subject to fear and so contained in fear that they will never leave their house. There are people that are, it's, it's a phobia and I forget the name of the phobia, but it's, they're afraid to leave out of the house and they stay in the house for year after year after year. And they will not go outside. They will not step outside because of fear. See the devil will have you contained. He'll have you in a prison. He'll have you listen to me now. Now there's one thing to be locked up in a physical jail where you're behind bars, but I'm telling you a stronger prison is when you're in a mental prison or when you're in a spiritual prison, that's when you are free, you know, in your body uh, to walk around in the earth and go anywhere you want to go. But the devil has locked you up in your mind. He's locked up your thoughts. He's locked up your freedom. And therefore, because you're physically able to do things, but because the devil has control of your mind and he has got you bound up in your mind, he has you contained. And so he go, you go where he tells 
tells you to go. You think what he tells you to think. You do what he tells you to do. See, this is the power of darkness working on you. You like what he tells you to like. You hate what he tells you to hate. You believe his lies. He lies to you. You believe it. His lies become your truth. His lies become your identity. You need to understand something. This is how the devil is manipulating and controlling people. And as long as he has you manipulated and controlled like that, when he gets finished using you, he wants to kill you physically so that you can have eternal death and go to hell in that state. This is what God is trying to get you to see. This is how Satan gets people into hell. This is because he's going there. And he knows he's going to be tormented. The demons came when Jesus was walking in the, in the, in the, in the town of Gadara and he was walking past the seminary, the cemetery, I mean. And so when he got to the cemetery, uh, the man with the, the demons that had a legion of demons was in him. And so the man, once that they, they saw Jesus walking by, the man ran and fell at the feet and worshiped Jesus. And the demons began to speak out and say, what have we to do with thee, Jesus? Has thou come to torment us before the time? See, even the demons know that there is a time of torment that's coming for them, and that is the condemnation. So what Satan and his demons do, since they know they're going to be tormented, then they want to take everything that God loves and try to contaminate it and make them have the same punishment that they do. You need to understand something. The devil will turn, uh, leave no stone unturned in controlling you and manipulating you. He works on you. He gets control of your soul. He gets control of your mind. He gets people to try... Uh, uh, he sends people in your life to try to control you and to manipulate you and to abuse you and get you in the mindset where you think that you are no good. You're nothing. You're good for nothing. You can never arise to anything because of what has happened. But I want to let you know something right now by the spirit of God. They may have done something to you. They may have said something to you, but you are not what was done to you. You are not what was said to you. You are a child of God if you're born again and what Whatever that was done to you, whatever the devil is trying to keep you bound in, he's trying to keep you tied to it. He's trying to give you to identify with the thing that has been done to you. I want you to know Jesus has come to destroy the yoke of bondage over your life where the devil has come to try to make you feel that you deserve the dirty treatment that you've gotten all your life. The devil is a liar. I'm here to tell you right now, it's time for those of you that are listening to this word to stop listening to the lies of the devil. And if you are a Christian and you're bound up in your emotions, you need to understand that God has given you freedom. The Bible said, put on the mind of Christ. Come on, somebody. You've got the mind of Christ. You can change the way you think. You can change the way you see yourself if you will just yield to the spirit of God and understand and stop identifying. Because what happens when many times people get abused, attacked, or they're going through a trauma or a circumstance or a situation, or they're going through shock, they stop there. And it seems like they stop there. And mentally, they stay there at that age where that happened. And so then they're in that area of their lives. It seems like they're, 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 they're stuck in that place. But I want you to get this understanding. Jesus can unstick you. Jesus can release you. The Bible said the spirit of the Lord has come upon me in, in Isaiah 61. He said uh, to open the prison doors to them that are bound. You need to understand that whatever the prison the devil has had you bound in, Jesus is anointed.
anointed of God to open the prison door, not just to open the door, but to take the door and the barges and the walls off of the hinges, pull the walls down so that there's nothing holding you back. You need to understand as long as you're in Christ, Jesus has the key to release you from the powers of death. But I want you to understand something now. As long as you keep yielding to the devil, as long as we keep yielding to his lies, he's going to keep us in a state where he wants to kill us while we have that mindset because he wants you and I to go to hell. This is what the devil's plan is for you and I. So now notice now, it says through fear of death were all their lifetime. You need to see something here. The devil can work on you all your life. I want you to get this all of your lifetime and he will have you subject. He'll have you in captivity. He'll have you contained. Come on and listen to me. Come on in here with the Lord. He'll have you bound by guilt. He'll have you guilty of sin. He'll even have you identifying with what somebody else thought about you, identifying with what somebody else did to you. And then while, while you're subject all of your lifetime, you will be subject to bondage. Bondage is the, the word dulia, and it means to be a slave and to serve. It means that this, this, this servitude and this slavery, that's a state that the devil puts you in that keeps you from freely possessing and enjoying the life that God has given you. And instead of liberty, he has you servitude into bondage. I'm trying to get you to understand something here. The devil wants you to all your lifetime be in the cage and contained in his slavery. He wants to make you his slave. He wants to make you that one that obeys him, that walks with him, that worships him, Come on, somebody, and seize what he's doing in his life. This is how the devil operates in your life. This is how he operates in my life. And you need to understand something. This is how Satan works. He wants to come on and hear what I'm saying tonight. And I, I'm trying to get you to see this because this is so powerful. He wants you to stay subjected to his slavery for your entire life. Satan wants you, why, why your whole life? Why all your lifetime? Because he wants to keep you in that state so that when he can eventually get you to die, you will die without God. But I want you to know tonight as we close today's teaching here, and I, try, I, tr I trust that I have, I've presented this truth to you in such a way that you're hearing what God is saying to you and showing you how Satan has that power and has exercised that ability to keep us walking in that wide gate. Remember the wide gate? How does he keep you walking in a wide gate? Because you are afraid of being attacked. You're afraid of being rejected. You're afraid of being persecuted. And so you go ahead and you do the things that the devil has told you to do. But I'm here to tell you today that no matter what the devil has done to you and no matter how long the devil has done it to you, I have taught this to our church for years and years and years that one word from the Lord will destroy and undo, dissolve and annihilate what the devil took a lifetime to build up in your life. I'm here to tell you tonight that you can be free through the blood of Jesus. Next week, we're going to be talking about how Jesus exercised his power to destroy the works of the devil. And I'm going to teach you uh, what Jesus did. Because remember what the scripture said? It said, Jesus, through fear of death, 
Remember the people were all their lifetime subject to bondage. But then the Bible said that Jesus through death has destroyed him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Next week, I'm going to show you how Jesus exercised his power to destroy Satan and to destroy his power and his ability to exercise his dominion of death over your life. And then we're going to show you how he destroyed the works of the devil so that you can be set free so that you will never be bound up in condemnation and you'll never have to go to hell. I pray that this word has been a blessing to you. I pray that this word has been a, a ministry to your spirit, a ministry to your soul, a ministry to your body, because God wants you to understand that the scripture says in John 15 and three, now you are clean through the word that I have spoken unto you. You have eternal life. You have freedom. You have power. If you are a Christian, you don't have any business and you should not see yourself under the control of the devil. Jesus has broken his power over you. So right now, if you have been allowing the devil to override you and to come against you and to manipulate and control you, well, I want you to understand and tonight you can exercise dominion and authority and get your soul back, get your mind back, get your feelings back because the devil has been clouding you with a bunch of lies, telling you that you're no good, telling you that you're unworthy, telling you you're damaged goods. Nobody will love you. You're not good enough. You're not worthy. The devil is a liar. The Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. You are not condemned when you're in Christ. When the devil brings condemnation, rebuke it in the name of Jesus and said, I am accepted in the beloved. I have been forgiven. There are no sins against me. Jesus has cleansed me from all unrighteousness and he has forgiven me for all of my sin. Walk in that revelation, walk in that authority, walk in that power. Now let's take your mind back as we close. I pray that you pray this prayer with me right now. Say, Father God, if you're a Christian, say, Father God, I ask you now, let me declare your word out of my mouth to renounce Every form of bondage, every form of slavery, every form of fear, every form of rejection, every form of insecurity and fear and worthlessness, I renounce it in the name of Jesus. I declare that I am filled with the power of God. I receive the mind of Christ. And I walk in the authority of God. Now say this with me, Satan, demons, fallen angels, and people that the devil are using, you no longer have any more power or control or authority over my mind, over my feelings, over my life. I have authority over you. And you will submit to me because I'm submitted to God.
and I have authority and power in the name of Jesus. Mean that, and the Holy Ghost will enforce it in your life. You can change tonight. It doesn't take 50 years for you to get free. You can change tonight. The spirit of deliverance is in this message tonight. Receive the freedom from Satan's power. Receive the freedom from Satan's slavery. Receive the freedom from Satan's bondage. And I don't care if it's been all of your life. One word from the Lord, whom the Son sets free, is free indeed. If you continue in my word, then you will know the truth and you're knowing the truth, accepting the truth and living by the truth will make you free. Jesus said it like this in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. We're talking about the doctrine of hell. Hell can't hurt you if you don't go there. And Jesus is giving you the power to stay out, not just stay out in Jesus' name. Be blessed. We'll see you next Thursday as we continue to show you how Jesus destroyed Satan and his power. Until then, walk in the freedom of God.